If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Duke Nukem. And when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, the pre-penultimate E3 oh edition. Wait, isn't this the penultimate? Isn't there no, only one no. left? No, pre-penultimate. I thought next week. So, I'm making up things that no, don't exist. No, wouldn't it just be penultimate? No, yeah, that's next week. Oh, okay. Yep. Next, next week's the last show before E3. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, off. then today would be penultimate, and next week's would be the ultimate pre-E3 show. <laughs> well, but it depends if you're... If you're starting, if E3 is this the is great target, <laughs> yes, I'm interested. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Next week's the penultimate sh- E3 show. Yes, surprise yes. fight. Correct. Yes, because uh, yes. our yes. E3 show, by the way, I think we mentioned this once before, but worth mentioning again. Our E3 show is it, it airs uh, at 11 a.m. live, mm-hmm. and it is the post show. Yeah. It's us. Yeah, it is the people you see here, except for Destin, because apparently you have to produce things and yeah. do all important. <laughs> Yeah, what? so I feel can like we, adri- we should, can we, we address that better. Can we address the dog in the room? Oh yeah, also there's a literal dog in the room. It's Maggie. Maggie Maggie, Hi, Maggie. has been uh, at work all week, uh, so if I die, just it know was worth it. that I buried all of my money under a tree with an in X a on it. banana stand. There's always money in a banana stand. $150,000 under <laughs> the walls of the banana stand. Well, you live in San Francisco, there's not that many trees, right? I, I, I live in San Francisco and I don't also have any money. no children. <laughs> Yeah, it is true. You re- we don't really allow really them. see children in San Francisco. Yeah, I worked we uh, at a coffee shop for three years before I was in the games industry, and literally in the third year, a kid came in and ordered a hot chocolate, and I was like, "You're the first child I've ever served. Like yeah. the first person yeah. under probably it's, eighteen. Like, every time that I see a kid in the city, I'm like, "Wait, what? And it, Where do you live? I usually question. Like, maybe it's just doing? a very small man. Yeah, it's just yeah. a tiny man. Which yeah. is, it's really strange. I've never been to another city that's like it, that. It's very strange, yeah. and uh, I don't know what we're doing right now. Yeah, sorry, this is Xbox. super weird. Xbox podcast. It's very interesting, but uh, uh, can we plug how, how people can actually watch the uh, Xbox C3 live stream? Yeah, including us yeah. on the live show. We will be on that. I don't know how to. <laughs> you don't know how? Oh, 
I'm asking you. I actually uh, don't know. Yeah, how. no. The ign.com slash e3. Well, the, on the site, of course, just yeah. ign.com or, or front that page. front page works. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, seriously, the the Xbox One app mm-hmm. uh, is is probably the best way because yeah. it's just it's a great. Do we not even? We don't even have ads on that, do no, we? I don't think so. I'm not sure. There's that ads. might be a There's, secret. There has to be ads. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Big TV. All all the conferences. All our yeah. cool live demos. Like we're premiering Mafia Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big gameplay. Yeah. New gameplay chunk. That's on. Yeah. All that stuff starting Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be. Yeah. And we'll be streaming really on everything. Good. We always stream on YouTube, Twitch, all that yeah. stuff. Your so. phone too. Yeah. If you so happen to be. It's really exciting. That it's basically going to be like an episode of Unlocked. Mm-hmm. On yeah. the live stream. Yeah. Really uh, immediate thought, unfiltered thoughts. I'm mm-hmm. sorry I used that term. That's, that's your okay. Term. <laughs> uh, tried to get Trademark. Phil Spencer failed. Yeah. Didn't, didn't work Turns out. Turns out he's busy during E3. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> a little busy. However, got someone else who's going to be hanging us, mm-hmm. hanging with us in, your, in place of you. Phil Spector? He's, uh, he, well. He murdered someone. Yeah, you might want to wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a mass spec. <laughs> a literal spec. I'm uh, going to understand An actual Spector? <laughs> you got yeah. shepherd? He's... I Shit. was thinking of a spooky oh. ghost. Yeah. A spoopy oh. ghost. There are so many levels to this. There's also, three. Also, did we introduce ourselves? <laughs> they know who we are at this point. I'm Alana. Greets. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's always somebody's first episode, right? And yeah. some, in those people's cases, also their last episode. Yeah, for this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Legary, Alana Pierce, and Marty Sleva. Yes. Hi, everybody. Correct. I remembered everybody's name correctly, mm-hmm. right? Very well. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Thank God. <laughs> and yeah, a uh, a bored Maggie the boxer down on, just between the chairs yeah, I don't think here. She's bored. She looks chill. She's like, I whatever. I don't care what you're talking about. <laughs> get to the Xbox news, goddamn <laughs> yeah, it! That's Tell me about she Fable. Cares about. Uh, we will get to Fable, but first, you had wanted to bring up. You finally finished. You. Mm-hmm. Finally finished Quantum Break. Hey, it was like two weeks. No, ago. that was time jokes. Oh. Hey, you haven't finished Uncharted yet. No, I haven't, I haven't either. So please stop. We're not We're gonna not spoil gonna Uncharted, about Uncharted on, on this podcast. podcast. <laughs> Although this would be the place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no one would care. Um, yeah, I really, really, really liked Quantum Break a lot. Uh, I was really surprised by the plot. I don't know. I feel weird saying that because plot the can also plot. include characters and like plot kind of includes story. everything. When yeah. I'm saying that, I mean like the, the actual progression of the story. Yeah, and the I didn't say plot and, that way. What? You were like plot? Oh yeah, because it, it's like an I don't, overarching I don't mean term. the characters. You know, yeah. like uh, I mean, okay. I mean the it means a lot of things. I don't mean the broader plot. I literally mean the the through version. line through the story. Yes, yeah. uh, it was really good and honestly probably one of the best video game plots that I've encountered in a AAA game in a really long time. Would you agree with that? I don't know. I don't know if I would quite go that far, uh, but I will say what I appreciate about Quantum Break, why why I love it in the end, is because it tried something... It it tried and succeeded. It did something legitimately new that's never been done in video game storytelling before. Yeah. By fusing that live action stuff, which was also with very the gameplay stuff, giving yeah the uh, and the opposing side to the story yeah. on a thing that you just sit there and watch, yeah. but not in the Metal Gear Solid Four. Or, Here's forty minutes uh, of cutscenes, kind of right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in absolutely. the actual, we shot this. It's a real like yeah. And the good. very few times it's sort of been attempted in the past, it's generally been a failure. Like yeah. uh, Defiance and yeah, Defiance uh, was not not a good attempt. Yeah, I really and just any they, they, that really wasn't in those didn't fuse though. Defiance was a show, and then there was also and it was an MMO. Yeah, I guess right, this is the like, show was like kind together. of influenced yeah. by what happened in the MMO. But this was like I mean, legitimately in Quantum Break, don't you need like? 
You're like, here is the gameplay section. Now you will watch this. Correct. Now yeah, you will absolutely. play this. So you make pretty, a decision, yeah. and then it affects like what you found in the game actually changes the story a little yeah. bit too. In really a cool. kind of bad way, like you know the quantum yeah, ripples. Yeah, yeah. It'll just like if you find something, uh, there'll be like a, a very brief scene. second where someone references it that doesn't make any sense to the scene in the plot yeah. thing. Yeah. Like it's very awkward. They're like, oh, you hey, see look, that on the thing. news yesterday? Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. like it's not well done, but yeah. it's still cool that you feel like you have an influence over it. I um, like this one moment about the equation. It was like one of the first scenes. Yeah. If you find like, the equation and they're yeah. like, I thought that was cool. And solved it. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah. There was also the character Charlie, who is one of the characters in Lost. the show. <laughs> Not lost. <laughs> He's in the Quantum Break show, but in the game, you only ever, I'm pretty sure at least, you only ever see Charlie in emails. emails you read yeah. his emails, and you never actually encounter him. Interesting. It, and he's a really likable character mm-hmm. and once you meet him in the show you read his emails like it's Charlie saying it. and he, I would say he's one of the main characters in the show which is like He's one of the main characters of, in the story despite him not, not physically being, being in, the in the video game. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is it's interesting. It's a really interesting way to do that. Um, it's an interesting twice in a very... We say interesting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that a lot There was stuff also. that I didn't like about it like I really liked the combat I played it on hard this is the kind of game that I feel is good on hard but um the last kind of few acts just threw combat at me a lot. It was like it's you had to of... run the gauntlet. Like, yeah. like yeah. so many games is like okay, well, we're near the end now. So here's every enemy you've ever fought, except yeah. lots of them all at the same time. Yeah. and it's just that's almost always not fun. No, it's it's it, just a it's a chore. It's yeah, so, to try to make it climactic, but it's it's weird. The one game that does do that and succeeds, Doom. I thought recently was Doom. <laughs> yeah. Doom totally just but does that. By the end of the game, it's like here's everything. Go at it. But the, they. They they made you more powerful. Yes, yeah. Like the, there was a there was a lockstep you know yeah. power curve yeah. that yeah. went with that. Yeah, Quantum Break doesn't really make you a whole lot more powerful. And uh, I mean, you can level up your powers by finding collectibles, which I'm not sure that I really like that system. I guess I prefer it if it was XP based or something. Yeah, the emails um, are fantastic. The emails are really good. I watched your dramatic reading thing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a lot of niche. fun. I, I read the whole thing. So uh, when I found it the question nice. now, now that we. We've finished Quantum Break. Is should it get a sequel? Will it get a sequel? Do you want a sequel to it? Yeah, without spoilers, does it sort of leave the door open for like? Could you envision what a Quantum Break two would be about? No, uh, yeah, they. I couldn't. Well, I have I'm like three. Yeah, of the way I mean, it. I we'll have to talk off the air. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't because they set up. <laughs> the end of the world. Like, I don't really think that's a spoiler. Uh, in that. I can't comment that's on why it's not or why it is. That's happened before, though, and people just write find a way it. around it. Yeah, know, I yeah. mean the the time travel mechanics or the way that their system of time travel works in Quantum Break is very solid and very well yeah. written, and I think it's it's a really good way to write. We have time to go travel. back. We build another time machine. We have to go back and undo everything that we did in the first game. We're taking the time machine with us. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the point is that you can't, right? By well, the game's logic. Maybe they figure out a way, a way to around do that. that. Yeah. I mean, that's how you write yeah. Remedy yeah. is so good at building worlds, like Max Payne, the one in the middle we won't talk about, and Quantum Break. Uh, Alan Wake, that was, that's their best game. Um, I just want them to see, like, so few people get a chance, so few AAA developers get a chance to continually create new IP. That's true. Yeah, um, but it's also because new IP are hard to... It's hard to have a financial success on your first go-around. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but I, mean, I, I would love to see them do something new. It's like the yeah, I'd prefer that too. I think Quantum Break was a, is a good game. Uh, 
it's solid. That yeah, there's issues with it, um, but I don't think that I want a second one. I don't really think I do either. For yeah. as much as I enjoyed the game, it's like it was a fun e- experiment. And I'm not saying again. I thought the live action stuff worked, but I did too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I need a season two. No. of I, of that. Uh, I would rather either have something new or or an Alan Wake two. I disagree. Did with you see you guys, the Alan actually. Wake reference in? Oh, there were well, there were there were two of them right in the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like one. Liter- yeah. one that's almost literally one of yeah. the first things you can even find, and then in the first, still that first level, there's another one on a chalkboard in yeah. a in a so university classroom, which is like that, that one you that can stare at and just be like, that that one you can wrap your mind around yeah. for a while. Yeah. I have to disagree with you guys on a sequel. Uh, I think it would be great if there was a sequel. They could definitely build upon what they've established here, you know, correct some of the mistakes like Mm -hmm. that final encounter you discussed and kind of tweak how the live action stuff integrates with the gameplay. Uh, Will they? No. I don't think it met, like, a huge sales goal, you know? We don't know that. I feel like what you're saying is that there is room for improvement with that game, and there totally was, but I don't... Mm -hmm. I just feel like it... It said what it needed to say, right? Right. I don't need more of the same thing. It's so interesting that Remedy tackled noir, horror, and sci-fi. And it's like, I would love to see them do a completely different genre. Just like, That'd be cool. Just do go something like fantasy. adventure or go go full fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, always for things, new IP, yeah. but I'm saying like this is this is a cool world that they've established and cool characters. It'd be it, it'd be unfortunate to see it just all abandoned. Yeah, you yeah. Know, all that work that they went into as, world as building. much as I I mean new IPs and new ideas are great, but how cool would it be after all these years and and watching Remedy hone their storytelling prowess between uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break? Ugh. Get, <laughs> Just enough. Just show, show a little respect. <laughs> he hates his wife. <laughs> he really hates his uh, wife. How cool would it be to see Remedy take all of those, all that stuff they've learned, and partner up with Rockstar and have Dude, another go at Max Payne? I would love yeah. like that. A, a really narrative-driven Max Payne because we know that they can. They invented Bullet Time. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that was their mm-hmm. video Weirdly game enough, thing. You know, the line where I draw, I don't want another one of these games, and I do uh, is totally depending on. I don't know exactly. Like, I would totally be happy with Max Payne 4, for whatever yeah. reason. I think it's because really it's been, what, three, four years reboot. since Max Payne 3? I think it's, for me, it's like, I don't want it's another one until a couple years later. I'm like, oh, I want another one. I guess, like, yeah. like, I was like that with Gears. So I was like, I'm done. Gears is done. I'm good. And that was, yeah, yeah, that came and, out. It's been a while, because it's been, uh, I was, I was by right. the way, yeah, yesterday, uh, Casey Lynch, kind of yeah. pointed out, was my four-year anniversary at IGN. And Max Payne was before I got yeah, here. Yeah, I was covering it so at one up. So It's... It was probably five. Max Payne three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's a long. It's a yeah. long while. There's well, a very what, small handful of games that, as soon as I finish it, I start it over again. And Max Payne three was one of those. Yeah, so I really well, like that game. Like, what do you want more? Max Payne three or Red Dead two? Well, that's not well, a choice yeah. that needs to be made. Well, that's Max a choice they have to make no, when they're mm-hmm. developing. No, not product. if Remedy's developing it. Correct. Yeah. And also, you know, they're obviously nice Red Dead two is super far along. <laughs> yeah, Red Dead two is totally. Yeah. Or it's kept secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just kind of wanted to talk about the. Uh, final boss fight as well so i was playing it on hard it was stupid i mean it doesn't make sense with the rest of the game is the biggest thing and when i first spawned i died in like five seconds the first two times yeah, and you're and like i didn't why? know what was killing me and it doesn't tell you that because it introduces something in that final boss fight that never happens any other point and like it stops you from taking cover basically you can only finish that boss fight by just moving really yep. really frantically the whole time so it's like this final part of this game is going to take you an hour and it did take me an hour I'll and it's not fine. going to be like the rest of the game. 
I just flail around the whole game. So. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I so got like, this. Anyone who needs help with it, uh, I, I recommend just running constantly in circles around the outside, and there's an automatic shotgun at the bottom of the pool. Run around in circles, my See, exact I never even, strategy for every game. Yeah, I never even went in the pool. I was just like, I, I'm afraid to go in the middle. I actually I fell do down there. Uh, that's how I found that there was an automatic, like a fully automatic shotgun when normally I was using Didn't it get all wet? It, it's empty drained. Pool. It's an empty pool. Yeah. Don't worry about I know. it. Empty pool is the saddest pair of words in the English <laughs> language. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. But um, with that strategy, I got through it pretty quickly and also had a glitch that helped me out, so that was very good. <laughs> Oh, uh, so that's another strategy. Try to get a glitch. Yeah, I mean, I managed to, to trigger the glitch twice, so yes. <laughs> like, I managed to actually Let the boss glitch out. Yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah. yeah. But don't, don't let a crappy last boss fight stop no, you from playing no. Quantum Break. I think the, the last act of that game is not very good, um, but the, the, I guess the middle part where... I can't say it without spoilers, but there's just some really interesting stuff that happens in the story that's totally worth experiencing that's yeah. really new and, and yeah. fresh and smart. It's cool. a really smart game. Yeah, I still, I that's, that's right at the top of my backlog that I need to go after. Yeah, it's you know. it's really worth playing. Um, what score did IGN give it? I think we gave it an 8.0, if mm-hmm. memory serves. Yeah, I, 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 I would guess like a 7.5. Or, yeah, yeah it's, it's good, great. High 7s, low 8s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, we've still got, actually, codes for the PC version. If you enter Unlock Block Trivia Contest... You can get a free copy, nice. provided you've got a rig capable of handling it. How's that going to work when Microsoft like lets everything work cross-platform? Like, if I get it on PC, do I have it on Xbox? Or is it still... Like, we'll so. see. Isn't, isn't we'll that see. already a thing for Quantum Break? I thought they started that with Quantum Break. I Am I crazy? So. Well, I don't think when was... yeah, if you pre-ordered the Xbox version, you got, you got, a, uh, you got a Windows 10 copy for free. Yeah. Right. That's why we have a bunch of codes for giveaway, because people are like, I'm playing on Xbox, I don't need this, here you guys yeah. can yeah. have it. Right. And those people are very nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. This next topic, next topic uh, Overwatch. Yeah. That's, that's the, the flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. Have you played moment. it yet, Monty? No, I, bought, I purchased it. it. I'm going to play it tonight. I'm going to play it tonight. Okay. I already said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to pick? Bastion's the only one you need. <laughs> Is that the... the, He's the, the ch- it's a robot. Yeah. It's a robot. I thought that was good. I thought we were talking about the, game, the Super Giant game. I was like, oh, dang, that whole game's Bastion. a character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think of it, Destin? Oh, it's fantastic. Like, uh, we gave it a very high score. Vince yeah, gave it a 9.4, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It has this amazing feedback loop where it's constantly giving you positive reinforcement for finishing a match. Even if you Who's lose. Who's a good boy? Yeah. Who's a good boy? Even if you lose, like, the sound design, like, inspires you to, like, get back in there and try it again. And they're also, like, really bite-sized matches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you can hop in. Five minutes. Yeah, like five minutes, you hop in, you experiment with a few characters, you find one you like, and then you just really hone in and learn the skill set of that character. Uh, I've been playing Bastion. Uh, You've been I playing di- Bastion? I did it as a joke initially, but now I'm just kind of like, all right, everybody says this guy's like underpowered. But what? Some, well, no, some, every- some say he's overpowered, some say he's OP. Like, if you actually know how to combat Which probably him. means he's balanced flawlessly. <laughs> uh, Doesn't everyone... Okay. The one thing I know about this game is that everyone says that ch- character's cheap as hell. Real talk. Whenever I play Bastion, mm-hmm. I get 10 plus killstreaks every mm-hmm. single time. That's because when you're playing... Set a, up that I turret. What's your rip? What's your level, player level? Like, probably in the lower, lower end? Yeah. So when you're playing your initial matches as Bastion, he's really hard to combat because people don't expect a giant turret coming around the corner, and they just run in. Like, a lot of my teammates are stupid. A lot I of mean, it's because you can kill a player Real talk from in, Destin like, Gary. a second or two 
the really far range with Bastion while you're like camped around a corner before they even notice that you're there. Yeah, well, like the I know that is... Genji is a good. We could get really. <laughs> yeah, so like, but Genji's a good counter, but it's only when Genji realizes that Bastion's there, which you just have to move where you're planted. Like, so I if just, your team's I communicating, you get you Bastion. If your team's communicating, that happens. The that's, one person you communicate, you work again. together. It sounds you like you guys are trying to organize like a drug deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, if just Bastion and Genji communicated with each other, yeah. He, like he's easy to combat knowledge. if you have a team that's communicating and working together. Yeah. But, I mean, if you don't, yeah, you just get kills like crazy. I mean, I stopped playing higher, as Bastion because I was doing so well with Bastion. Yeah. At higher levels of play, though, you kind of have to uh, adjust your strategy. And I'm trying to, like, yeah. do that. That's a really good You're point. You're actually a higher that, level than me. I'm, like, level 10. But, we were uh, probably in the same pool, though. Like, yeah. I would think. But maybe when you're playing with, like, 20 25. to 30, then yeah. people are smarter and know how to counter Bastion better. But, I so, think 25 opens up ranked matches. I don't something. think they have ranked matches yet. Do, they don't have ranked matches yet. Yeah. Something opens up yeah. at 25. Mm. Yeah. Do you need a group of friends to roll with in this one? Nope. It, no, it, you so, absolutely it, don't. Can you have a good time and still win in yeah, solo Yeah, you, you just have to be uh, kind of logical with how you play a certain character. Like, if you have a Mercy on your team who's one of the healers, mm-hmm. uh, then you should always be protecting Mercy. So it's like you should... As a player, you should think, oh, we have that character. That character needs help from She's a this. Support like, character. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you just have to think about it logically based on what you know of the other players. So, yeah. you don't need a team, but it's a lot of fun if you have a team. I like that it almost yeah. feels like a role playing game in that way. Like, hey, this, this is the character you are. You have to play as that character. No, you yeah. definitely yeah. do. Like, I started playing as Farah uh, because that was an achievement that sounded easy. And I was like, I've got the, the, the achievements are all really interesting. And I mm-hmm. like that they have character based achievements that basically encourage you to play as multiple yeah. players. It's a really good use of achievements. And Farah's achievement is actually not that easy. But uh, I started playing as her and I sucked at playing as her because I wasn't playing it right. And it was like... You well, adjust. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I just had to... It took me a pretty long time, but I just had to figure out how to play as Farah. And then when I did, I was like, this is great. So it's like there was this learning curve for each individual character. I imagine myself switching to that character and be like, so she doesn't turn into a turret? <laughs> you know, what do I do? Yeah, I, I keep what trying I out other characters and they're cool, but none of them turn into turrets. <laughs> so yeah. Farah can basically fly... And she has a rocket launcher. So what I was doing was I would fly to somewhere high on the map and then shoot oh. the rocket launcher below. But it basically wasn't working because rocket launch is slow, so I could just never hit anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was up really high, and as soon as I noticed I was there, I was dead. Yeah. So what you actually have to do with Farah is play like Quake. You just have to jump around, and like if you tap LT, you just hover around, so you're mm-hmm. really erratic and hard to hit with a rocket launcher. And you can get very close to people, maybe like two meters off the ground, Three three feet off the, no, that's off like, the ground. I think that's like five feet. Yeah, you're probably right. That's, that's a, lot, a lot more accurate. Let's go with that. How many pixels? An amount of feet off the ground. And, uh, <laughs> Several and Yeah, it was like I figured that out. I figured out that I was playing wrong. It wasn't like an issue with the game or the character. It was that I was doing it wrong. And that applies to pretty much every character uh, in the game. I've, I've watched a ton of the game. I haven't played it yet. Oh, you got it tonight. But, um, it's so good. I'm going to. Yeah, I bought it. really good. I, I bought it. I'm going to play it. I'm wearing an um, Overwatch shirt and I have an Overwatch hoodie and it's like all I can yeah. think about at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, if you have a chance to fly shirt. out Overwatch, um, like your hair even kind of matches fantastic. your shirt. Yeah. yeah. You've really planned this that's out well. Um, yeah. One of the things I think that's most impressive though is the first and third player animation. Like oh, the, the characters the are animated so differently. Yeah. Like it almost reminded character. me of like Firewatch. How Firewatch yeah. had that very specific animation to it. Like, every character has a very specific animation so, that lends Junkrat itself. So, has a peg leg. And because of Junkrat's wooden leg, the way that you walk, like, even in first person, is, so like, cool. you kind yeah. of have a bit of a limp. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. so well done. Like, Bastion, the, the sight 
on his gun, just like each step just kind of like ticks, but it ticks at the exact same time really, mm-hmm. really perfectly because he's a robot. It's The animation is gorgeous. Crazy it's, that a Blizzard game is very polished. And he's yeah. super cute. I think the maps aren't... Yeah, that great. Like, there's there's some room for improvement there. Um, I'm sure they'll introduce more. And uh, yeah, I still always hate having to wait to find matches. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I thing. fired it oh, up. Yeah, on, uh, a while sometimes. Are you playing on Xbox or PC? Xbox. I'm playing on PC. Uh, match match waiting hasn't been that bad on mm-hmm. PC. I guess it's more so that sometimes there's just not enough players, so I'll get into a match and then we just get kicked out, and then I just have to oh, research. Like that happens. A yeah, bit. I fired it up on Xbox and just started. I like that every time I. If when I would die, I'd just be like, hold X to change character. So I just started yeah. cycling yeah. through yeah. it, just trying everybody. Yeah, that's what I did at and the start, too. the conclusion I came to was uh, it really reminded me, like, it's a very hyper-focused, purpose-built first-person shooter that's super polished. And I thought, and then, and then it dawned on me, like, oh, this Overwatch is this generation's Quake 3 Arena or Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which back or in Team ni- Fortress. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. but even but back in 99, like those I mean, people were... people still playing TF2. Like, that's yeah. what, you know, qu- Epic made a multiplayer-only Unreal, mm-hmm. and it made a multiplayer-only Quake that were just, like, s- super good at the one thing yeah. they were doing. Did she just pass she gas on you? She definitely just fought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's not good. You do have the you do have the wrong end of the boxer pointed at you. Good thing we're locked in this room for the next... <laughs> 30 to 45 it's minutes. very strong. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's getting, over, it's getting over here now. Do we need to open the door? Open the door, <laughs> Marty. Open the door. Uh, oh, Maggie. Come here. What are you doing? Come on up. All right, I think it's getting better. It's, oh it's dissipating. I'm going to be honest. I've, I've, I've been doing the show for three years. I think it's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> Something fodded and yeah. uh, Sort of a podcast room Dutch oven. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Um, I almost never play multiplayer games. It would be just... really weird for people to watch the video clip out of this. <laughs> like, what is... Why? Uh, what is happening? There's a dog here. Um, there's a dog. Yeah, I almost never play online multiplayer games. Like, I just... I played a bit of Destiny, and I played TF2, and I played some Dota, but I never get as excited as I am about this because I can never get quite as invested. But I think it's because, like you said, it's like role-playing individual characters. Yeah. And that yeah, is really cool. addictive. I like it a lot. Did you say you are going to... Oh, there's proof that there is a dog. Hi, Maggie. You like Overwatch, too. <laughs> Reinhardt's your favorite character. Didn't oh. you also say you're playing on... You bought multiple versions of it? I tried to go and buy it uh, on PS4 yesterday, but uh, they're all sold out. So wow. I, I'm going to try it again today. Um, yeah. yeah, because I'm playing it with my Australian friends on Xbox, and then I'll be playing with my US friends on PS4, because that's the console difference. Small mm-hmm. people in Australia still have Xbox, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm... It's it's a really good game to play socially too. Yeah, yeah. Give Very it cool. a go yeah. if you haven't checked it out. Yeah. Do you like the loot boxes? Yeah, but every time I'm like skin, 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 yeah. skin, skin, <laughs> and then if I don't get one, I'm like, God damn you! Like, yeah. <sighs> but the skins are all awesome as well. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I like it so much. It's crazy. It's a really good game. Also, R.I.P. Battleborn. Well, oh God, I forgot that came out. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, wow, it's, yeah. it's now forty dollars. Did it already? For real? Yeah. Discounted? Is it really? Yeah. God. Well, yeah, then. that happened. So that's the thing. Ouch. All right. Uh, so our E3 prediction show will be next week, mm-hmm. so we can be as least, as unwrong as possible, yeah. as as minimally Un-wrong. wrong as possible. Yeah. There's also just things that like, I predict. Red Dead there's, Redemption. There's going to be a bunch of pre E3 events and things happening next week that we know about. So we sort of don't want to uh, go until after some of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. way we will 
Well, although we could just then we'd look like prophets if we. Well, there's now, a but. there's a thin line between uh, breaking an embargo and being <laughs> a prophet. Like a prophet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's I fine. predict there will be a fable collectible card game. <laughs> Aren't Wait, you? Look at what you got—a crystal yeah. ball. No, you have a show planner. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about fables, sort of, kind of return uh, in our news segment right after this. All right, news unlocked. Hey, fables back, you guys. Didn't yes. take long. See, they're doing the reboot. What are they doing? Right, it all worked itself out. Uh, yeah, kind of. We'll so, see in 30 days. <laughs> Lionhead was working on a game called Fable Fortune, a collectible card game, digital collectible card game, of course, and it was pretty damn close to being done. Apparently, they're about ready for a closed beta, but Microsoft shut the studio down, and then uh, they were like, uh-oh, we are so close here. To Microsoft's credit, they actually are allowing the developers... They've, they've formed a new little studio called Flaming Fowl, F-O-W-L, as in chickens, because you chase them and kick them in Fable. I've done that. Chicken chaser. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Chickens. That's really good. I knew I had you on this podcast for a reason. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Microsoft went ahead and granted them the license, the Fable license, just for this. It's not going to be these guys aren't going to now going to be able to go on to do Fable 4 or anything else. I mean, at least not as of now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they were given the license by Microsoft to finish this game. Uh, their Kickstarter has just launched. They're looking for 250,000 pounds, which amounts to 365,000 American dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Do you think they'll hit it? it I don't know. didn't it's, have a super strong start, which yeah, is usually not a great sign. Because generally true. games make uh, a bulk of their Kickstarter money in like the first day or two. And in the, the last end, yeah. right? I, yeah. I don't think the Fable audience is like, I really want a collectible Fable card game. No. Well, yeah. it, here's the thing. Yeah. I would really encourage anybody to... I, I, I've never been into CCGs. Uh, I tried Elder Scrolls Legends at PAX Prime, or East, rather, and I could not have been more lost. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what is happening. But I could see that, oh, yeah, I mean... These, they, they could totally be something that you really oh, yeah. get like, into. And Hearthstone. Hearthstone's huge. Yeah. Hearthstone's with, with people that love Gwent. Hearthstone. Millions and, yeah. every uh, month. Gwent and the Witcher? Yeah, that, for that sure. was the best. Like yep. I would buy that. And if you watch their video, well, actually, we have a, like a 17-minute gameplay chunk on IGN. Why should I promote the Kickstarter video, promote our own thing? But yeah, we've got a bunch of gameplay footage. And here's the thing about this game that I like, even though I'm not a CCG guy. It's more fable than legends ever was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the oh, short chunk it's it's retains a lot of fable and in fact in the kickstarter video they do the the two creative leads that are interviewed in that talk a lot about how they really wanted to make sure that they were staying true to fable and having all the fable flavor and charm to it so i salute the hell out of that mm-hmm. i yeah. love that and yeah if you're if you want to support Fable in general, or you know the, because uh, you got to figure. I don't want to suggest so. what. Sorry, sorry, I interrupt you. Just but, checking uh, it out. Just checking out where they're at. Twenty-seven days to go. They have raised thirty-nine thousand six hundred ten U.S. dollars, and their goal is three hundred. That's so. That's only that's like 11 percent of their yeah. goal. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder with this. So they were working on Fable Legends, and they were working on Fable Fortune. Yes. Fable Legends felt very done to me. I wonder if they were waiting to pair the two together. And then well, there was a point s- where like, they had these two things that nobody cared about that weren't Fable 4, and Microsoft was just like, what's the point? Maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, 
Like, why? Right. If you're working on something else, why wouldn't they have just released Legends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, that's still weird. Yeah, I think if they had right. 100K before the last week when they do their big push, they, they could hit this. No way. Yeah, I don't think so. That's not how Kickstarters work. You're not yeah. going to make that big of a leap. I mean, you always, you always, you always do a huge now, leap at the end. Like, if the fan base yeah, really cares, but also they're going to make that money in the But last. does the fan base care? Because after three days, it well, only well, got that's 10%. Almost, and, that's and right, but, but maybe they didn't know about it. Like, I would consider myself part this of the Fable fan base. This is the first I've heard of it. This is the first I've heard of it. It's like, if they don't have the Fable social media accounts behind them, which I kind of assume that they don't, it has to spread by word of mouth before that starts rolling like maybe people don't know yet and that's the point i wanted to make about this is uh well it's two things one i think this this kind of let microsoft save a little face totally in the whole Lionhead situation oh see yeah we're letting these guys finish this with the fable license but uh i don't I don't want to suggest that. Uh, Can you just do that voice for the whole? Yeah, time? Well, that's that's, that's your new now. Valley so Girl. My, my, my favorite line from Fable is, "You're just gonna stand there like a lemon." <laughs> it's just like oh, there's, yeah, there's a mission in, in the first game where you have to like smash a bunch of boxes, and this kid's like, "Yeah, smash them up!" And then if you don't, he's like, "You're just gonna stand there like a lemon." Yeah, that's very good. Anyway, anyway, sorry, Ryan. That's okay. That's what we're here it's for. It's Fable. It's fine. I just want to hear your lines from the game. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, the your your one woman show of Fable <laughs> yeah. One, all Fable. Yeah. yeah, but um, I not that I want to recommend to any of our listeners that they support something just for the sake of supporting it, but it does lead you to believe, with, especially with the slow start to this Kickstarter, if this doesn't get funded, oh, is that going to discourage Microsoft from doing anything no, with the IP going further? So. No. You don't think so? No, I mean I don't think. It's a fair question to ask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. But I don't think this not being funded means there's no interest in Fable. I think this not being funded just might mean I don't want a Fable card, card game. game. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Like um, if, if all the ex-Rare people got together and were like, we're going to make a 3D character platformer, but it's a card game. I'd be like, well, that's yeah, not I what I Yeah, I wouldn't care about Ukulele, the card game. Yeah. Ukulele, the card game. Like, I don't, like, legitimately, if they were like, hey, Banjo 3 is a card game, I'd be like, You'd what? Put I'd a probably gun cry. Yeah, yeah, probably cry. Remember yeah. Donkey Kong Country? Well, yeah. now you can make Donkey Kong Country <laughs> roller coasters in this new game, and that's all you do. You just make, it's oh, roller coaster tycoon. Dude, okay, I kind of won't want that. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, that's better than a card game, I guess. You've just upped the ante. Are you saying, like, Donkey Kong Country like roller level tycoon. builder but it's with roller coasters <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds yes. amazing building there the minecart levels roller coasters in- oh yes yes <laughs> thank you Dustin anyway okay. um, there's your yeah. million dollar idea <laughs> Nintendo you're I'm, welcome I'm with Marty on this and that I don't think it will stop them from making Fable 4 but it could do the opposite where if it does well it could be like oh people still totally want Fable mm-hmm. So it could be a positive thing rather than a negative thing. I, I think what Microsoft chooses to do with Fable versus what Flaming Foul and you know these guys are choosing to do with Fable would be very different. And you That's know, also I, true. I don't think the franchise is necessarily dead. I hope I the franchise isn't dead. dead. No. Yeah. You know, it's too this big of a name to let go. Yeah, it's just, really it just yeah. Fable really has a flavor that other games don't have. Like it, it has a when you say Fable, you think of just really cheeky charm, charm, yes. and it. I hope that it we can continue to have that. Yeah, I'm telling you, our E3 prediction shows not till next week, but Sea of Thieves will ship this year, probably. I guess, maybe. I guess we don't really know. It'll probably get delayed. Who do I? Everything yeah, gets everything delayed. delayed. I mean, it's an it's but an then game. E3 2017 teaser trailer Fable reboot with the rare logo at the end. I'm calling it Banjo though. There's room for we can just hire we more can have people. Both yeah, Battletoads. They've been teasing that one for a while. <laughs> Did you speak Spanish? Yeah, but probably incorrectly. What did you try to say? Why not have both? 
Why did you know that? From a taco's end. Why did you ask? Marketing! <laughs> yep. No. Well, that's exactly why I asked. Por que no los dos? I think I say it wrong. Most no, I think you're right. No. Yeah. So I don't know. What, I watched the commercial also. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, Kickstarter link is, or just just Google oh, uh, Fable it. Fortune. Don't bother. It's fine. People can, <laughs> people can Google Kickstarter. They'd... Kickstarter Fable Fortune. Is Kickstarter where you like wait, uh, wait, kick wait, Ned wait. Stark's so head? It's... No. Oh no, it's Flaming Foul. Kickstarter.com/slash/project/slash/flaming foul. Is the game Flaming Foul or is the no the company the studio. studio is the studio is Flaming Foul? The game is still called Fable Fortune. Oh, right. this That's this right. link's a disaster. Go to Google. Whatever, <laughs> just yeah, Google it. It's Flaming Foul slash Project slash Fable something dash something. Yeah, slash people. Yeah, just go to Google. All right. Next up, or use Bing. Don't do no, that. That's a horrible idea. A correction. Don't Xbox, use Bing. People Bing Kickstarter. I'll bet people Fable Fortune. Uh, I'll bet people at Microsoft don't even use Bing. They're like, Google.com. Corroborating last week's Xbox Scorpio rumors that we talked about, Ars Technica reports that it has received word from at least one major developer making a virtual reality game scheduled for release on Xbox One, as well as PC and PS4, in 2017. (laughs) Fueling that Oculus Fire so I didn't know this either, and then when you started reading that, I was like, oh, I'm so sick of talking about this new goddamn hardware. And then I was like, wait, what? <gasps> yeah, this just is bear so with exciting. Me. Yeah. Take a walk with me on this one, Alana. Okay. It's fine. Oh, so it gets less exciting? No, it stays exciting. That's it gets fine. even it's more exciting. Good. It's all good. This is our, yeah. It's uh, still exciting. The developer in question has not been revealed, but it is a, quote, well-known European studio Line planning up? a game in a, quote, established, long-running Fable franchise. <laughs> European studio. European studio be? that people that is known in a known franchise, long-running franchise. And as long I said, the game running. is also due for release P- PC and PS4. Marty, this game may it. have already been announced. Really? Yes. This might be the Battlefront VR thing that we know is coming to PSVR. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, that, it could be. Is that, that would make a lot I mean, that's, of sense. That's a long-running franchise. That's a European developer. I thought right, about right, DICE, too, right. except that Battlefront isn't a long-running franchise, really. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, three is. of I them mean, over the past 15 years. For the purposes of, of this, it counts. Like, I mean, I right. think I mean, that, it, that would be kind of misleading. But, yeah, it counts. That was my first thought. When you read the sentence, that was my first thought. Granted, totally, this could be... A bunch of different things, but you have some who, different ideas. Who else could it be? So the the couple that came to mind for me, and this one. So I'll give you one that's probably realistic, and one that's a little out there. Uh, the realistic one, which I don't know if Ghost counts as a well-known European studio, but uh, they make Need for Speed now, mm-hmm. and there's no Need for Speed this year. So next year, there almost certainly will be. Could it be a VRified Need for Speed game? Yeah, I mean, Project Cars works perfectly in VR. That's yeah. possible. Uh, Rare. Very and then uh, the, and other one I, the other one, the other one, the crazy one I thought of was CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. well known. They're also mad coding geniuses. Could there be a VRified Witcher Three sort of like Game of the Year Terrifying. compilation thing? I think that would be very hard. I but don't think I don't think they'd do that. They're Just, they they seem that, to relish the challenge. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when they announced uh, the PSVR theater mode, I'm not sure if it's called that for PSVR. Do you know, Marty? It's, I, I think it's it called is. theater or cinema mode. One That's what it's called. One of the VR, two. One so, of them's on yeah. PC, one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you watch it's, movies. It's basically that 
I've tried it on Vive, and you put the headset on, and you just feel like you're in a cinema because you, you see a bunch of seats. A very large screen, basically, mm-hmm. and it's just a, one giant screen that it's so weird to think that it's actually very small right <laughs> on your face, but it seems huge, and you can, like, you know, roll back in your chair and be further away from mm-hmm. the screen. And when that was first announced, uh, a lot of people kind of just assumed that it would mean that any PS4 game would work in VR, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. And if it were that easy to just port over, then I think a lot of people would be doing it. But I, I feel like you have to develop a game from the start yeah. for VR for it to work in VR. And The Witcher is huge. Doing it, it in the fashion you're talking about is also like the crappy way to do it. It's just like one, you're in a theater and there's a big screen. They don't have to do anything game. is my point. Uh, know, so yeah. it's like if it were easier to do, then they wouldn't have those theater modes at all, right? They yeah. would just be able to like put it in VR. They, the, the theater mode and the cinema mode wouldn't even need to exist in the first place. They would just make it actual VR. Yeah. How far would it be to adapt? I mean, you just put one in each eye and you got to be able to move around. I mean, the FPS has to be... Coding re- genius, I mean, Destin Legary. <laughs> the the FPS has to be very high, though, and I think that's where... 60 per eye. Like, like, I don't yeah. know how it works, and maybe we should look into interviewing <clears throat> yeah. someone about it, but it I imagine... It has to be 60 or higher per eye, otherwise you get sick. I just said that. that I know. <laughs> I think... Uh, adding, you get sick if it's not... I think yeah. much more likely than that, it's... Uh, Ubisoft, either Paris or Montpellier doing an Assassin's Creed thing, like an auxiliary mm, that component be. to next yep. year's game. Because we know Ubisoft mm. is... The Animus uh, is basically yeah. virtual reality. And, and Ubisoft has already shown uh, a handful of the VR games Flight like Eagle's Flight Eagle and Werewolves Within. Werewolves Within is amazing. The Eagle Flight was not awful. It has awful. a very nice scrawl Truly noise. awful. No, very yeah. great scrawl noise. That game is entirely birds going scrawl, and yeah. then when you have someone shoot something at you, it goes... <laughs> so it's scrawl. Which sounds amazing. That's what, that's what techno music is like. I got to kill Palmer Lucky in that game numerous times. That's the only time I'll ever be able to beat a billionaire in something. To Xbox, but can we also? No, they said a longer franchise. Who's making Mirror's Edge? Dice. Also, if you try to play that in VR, you would die. You'd vomit everywhere. (laughs) Oh, that would be incredible. I mean, I. Except it's not a long-running franchise. There was one other one. (laughs) There was a mobile game. (laughs) Yeah, long-running. But uh, we should also talk about Uh, how this. Literally, I see where you're going with that. (laughs) That was really dumb. (laughs) Oh my god! What if it's just a play on words, and it is Mirror's Edge? (laughs) That'd be great. Long-running, guys. Get it? (laughs) Or it's like dying. False advertising. (laughs) We're suing you. But uh, we should talk about how this is going to work. Like. I feel like I've been saying for a few months now that I think Oculus is eventually going to be compatible with Xbox One, and I want that so bad. Um, is that what this means? That's what they're yeah, working well, towards. It sure it seems to like be, it. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean the the Polygon and Kotaku rumors that we talked about last week. You know, they're, they're the s- s- outlets that broke all this. They had reported that there's it was just talks between Oculus and Microsoft. Uh, so this could be a developer that simply planning ahead maybe and mm-hmm. just kind of like all right well the code bases are similar enough let's just yeah assume this is going to happen you know th- there it is could mean a number of different things but do we believe this source uh, i mean i think we're it's all ours yeah it's ours because they're legit yeah, yeah. and uh, i mean yeah i think we all assume that by the end of this console generation oculus will yes. work on yes. whatever the xbox one is yeah 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 i finally yeah. tried the retail version it's great of Oculus? Yeah, yeah, I was so Super hesitant to try it because the first two versions that we got in the office made me sick. Oh, yeah. Right. Totally. Me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, and then really I tried retail, and I was like, oh, thank God, they yeah, finally got it's it. it's much yeah. better. Yep. Yeah. Oculus is, is fantastic. All right. So we'll see about that. Now, let's talk about the Xbox One's price. The yeah. internet <laughs> went crazy thinking... 
price drop, Xbox One price drop, yes and no. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb dug into this, as is his job at IGN. Turns out it is a temporary situation, but with a very, so funny. very uh, particular end date that <laughs> hints at what is to come. So the Xbox One is now two ninety nine from now until June 13th. <laughs> What's going on on June 13th, Marty? I'm going to take that week off. You're just not going <laughs> to... Yeah, uh, yeah. no, this is obviously leading up to the Xbox conference, the Microsoft conference uh, on the morning. It's the morning of the 13th. Morning of the 13th. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like we've said this every year. Uh, don't buy a console right before E3. <laughs> Everyone just hold off yeah. and wait because at E3, they're, this year especially, they're either going to announce Completely. for sure the Slim, something cheaper, something new coming this fall. Slim Shady Xbox. Yep. Microsoft listened and we're like, point counterpoint, Marty. Two ninety nine. <laughs> buy one now. Don't don't do that. Don't buy it. What if you drop the, the price, Monty Sleeva? The slim will that. be two ninety nine as well. Yeah, it'll, it'll look nicer and and probably be even more bulletproof reliable yeah. than the one yeah. that we already have is. Yeah, yeah. This seems like they're just trying to clear out stock. I agree. Yes. What yeah. for? Literally, what we were just talking about. We just about. spoke about that. What? Yeah. That is like a, what's the opposite of a segue? A derail? I don't know. <laughs> I was lost in thoughts of Oculus Rift and <laughs> and segues. Sorry. You realize you never, you never took lot. the rift off. You're still in the rift. You're oh doing podcast God. simulator. But I never got off the bus. <laughs> it's a charge game. You know, it was answers. very good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think this leads right up to Phil on stage <laughs> saying, uh, you know, oh, and now the uh, permanent new low price of the Xbox, $299. Here's a pretty new one. Yep. That's I bet Phil goes on stage. I'm just kidding now. <laughs> I'm not just going to so I'm going to stab you in the eye with the pencil that I'm holding. Ryan, what makes you think uh, the Xbox One Slim will be the same price? As the, the because same, it would be so stupid for it to be more. Yeah. Why would it, it's the if it's the same internals with no you know, no That's GPU. Like, but then like why would this be expiring on June 13th? Why wouldn't it just continue? Or maybe they're, they're going to make it even cheaper? No, I, I just think... The uh, is their announcement, maybe? Yeah, they, they can basically then at E3 say it's permanent, and they can tie it to the new box and, yeah. and get everybody to forget about the old box and, and the whatever your associations are with that machine. God, 299 From, is such a like, price. here you go. Here's this pretty new, sleek mm-hmm. thing. 299 mm-hmm. Come and buy one. That's, that is so cheap. And that especially because For a console, that's every... Like, if you just do a bit of legwork, there are so many bundle deals. Yeah. Oh, things yeah. where it's like, yeah. for 350 you get, like, six different games. Yeah. Yep. What's the, the PS4 at right now? Uh, 50 more. Yeah. 349. Yeah. 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 I mean, Microsoft needs to do this anyway. They need to compete. They're behind on hardware sales. They need to catch up. And hopefully, whatever this announcement is at E3 accomplishes that. I mean, I'd love to see them be me even more aggressive and 250. You know, 250. They're like, come, we have a sick games lineup. Our box is 250. Or it'll be like come a 300 with, point, with a choice of one of five games or yeah. something. At that, point, games. at that point, though, they start running into the problem of they're selling an inferior product and y- the customer yeah. could make that association because it's so much cheaper. Yeah, I studied you know? marketing. Actually, and, but let's, you know, before yeah, the fanboys freak out, you're, you're speaking on just pure hardware terms. You know, no, not, just on price no, no, terms. No, no, no. Like, yeah, it's price terms. Alana was talking about marketing so, yeah, strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In marketing, they're like, if you make a product too cheap, even if if you're still making right. profit, people will think it's because the product is cheap. So it worked out yeah. fine for the Wii. Wii. That's like the one example of it. <laughs> yeah, it's working out totally fine. But the yeah. Wii, I feel but like they launched at a totally low price thing. point. They didn't launch yeah, and then like 
That is true. Way later they cut the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Worked out for the iPhone. The original $700, $600 iPhone that then they cut like by a third. They They cut it a hundred. The original iPhone they cut by a hundred, but they had to like do something for the people that were early adopters. I think they gave them credit or something. Mm -hmm. Something like that. But I mean, they they cut it. It was so fast Mm -hmm. that it was like they had to do something for the. We call that battle boarding. Got I like, battle I like burned. It. I like it. I like it. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good I can't make that joke when Andrew's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, just took that one and ran with it, didn't you? That's my man. He's back. <laughs> He's back, everybody. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Well, oh, oh. <laughs> Mirror's Edge is being adapted into a TV series. This is a great idea. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I think it works really well for this franchise. Yeah, because video game movies work out so well. It's a TV series. That doesn't... That, the medium I mean, doesn't but matter. But it's a game about running, like... We just talked about how great Quantum Break handled television, basically, right? Right, but I mean, that's not... a premise about, like, time travel, right? That's mm-hmm. something that I feel like exists in all mediums and has for a very long time. How do you make a TV show? <laughs> She's a right? mailman in the future, basically. <laughs> I'd actually watch I mean, that. there she... is more to Mirror's Edge than her just running this. A lot of, like, interesting political stuff, but and it's, she didn't start it's still there. mostly running. They probably start with her training. You know, like a, a coming of age story. Yeah, they or, could make or it just like a, how she learned her skills. Well, to like a dead I think that's what the game is because it's a it's a, a catalyst. Is a well, the first one, yeah. she doesn't know how to do all that running stuff. She or she already knows how to do all that running stuff. I'm talking yeah. like when she was a kid, turning into an adult and having the skill set. I to think deliver, I, I read somewhere everything. that there are like moments of that in. Well, Mirror's yeah, remember because the the statue mm-hmm. is is the is kid faith and adult yeah. faith on the other side, opposite sides of the world. Um, we'll so the out. point here is we clearly see Mirror's Edge as a franchise for the global TV audience, which is from Sharon Hall, the president of Endemol Shine Studios. It has a strong female protagonist, a wildly rapid fan base. Hey, whoa! I don't have rabies, okay? Like, you're talking about dogs? Like, what are you talking about here? Uh, Maggie takes offense to this. <laughs> and a worldwide brand at Electronic Arts and EA Dice have done an amazing job establishing. That we will now um, milk. That's a really dumb quote. Yeah, of course it is. But sorry, Sharon. I, I do. Sorry, I, I actually do think this could work, provided I think a lot hinges on. I mean, a lot. Of course, the writing and the acting. But if they don't prioritize the visual aesthetic mm-hmm. of this, it's going to look yeah. like a really like low budget, cheap sci fi channel. Yeah. just disaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah. Um, I've just I, I from Ratchet and Clank and Angry Birds to evidently Warcraft's not very good. Like I'm just every every video game movie that I have hope in just not a movie. Up, okay, it doesn't matter. It's it's a, a non-interactive medium. It doesn't matter if it's TV or movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, books and comics are often pretty good. I, I think they have a higher chance of success with a TV Why? property. Look at Preacher. Look at Walking Dead. Yes, that's AMC. That's mm-hmm. like studios like AMC and FX and Netflix and HBO. Mm-hmm. This is Endemol Studios. This is going to be sci-fi level budget. This Endemol is going to be defiance. sounds like a sounds like a you, diarrhea yeah, drug. Yeah, I think you're right. Doesn't yeah. it? Like an anti-diarrheal. Yes. Endemol. <laughs> Endemol. Oh, I need some Endemol. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need something I, funky. I guess, Marty, I'm just hoping that somebody figures out how to treat a video game property correctly and they accomplish this. I mean, it's actors. And if they handle it correctly, they can build up to all the uh, free-running sort of stuff. What's the name of it? Parkour. 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 Yeah. And they could accomplish what everybody else has basically failed at, like with the Halo show and everything. And I'm, I'm What Halo oh, show? Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> the, was a You know, thing. the terrible, terrible one. I really like Forward on 2 The Halo show that oh, never came out? Forward yeah. was okay. Well, I, yeah. Remember that you, you've just reminded me how the Halo TV show never came out. The Spielberg show? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's sorry. not a thing that exists. <laughs> I, you know, I actually I, I went. Talking about I, the, you're talking about um, uh, the horrible one with Locke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually yeah. went on the Halo channel the other day. Oh, I'm yeah? sorry. To watch them, or is it still uh, no, really clunky? Is it better? Is it a little it's, smoother? It's not great. Uh, it's oh. because I got a terminal in Halo. When oh yeah, Chief Collection. I actually, oh, that's like, so took me there, and I was like, I ugh, screw it. I don't care about the terminal. I can't even remember the name of that horrible uh, night. Night. Nightfall. Night. Halo Nightfall. I think so. Yeah. Nightfall was a yeah. thing. It was Nightfall. Yeah. The, the thing with the the dude from The Good Wife, <clears throat> the guy who played Locke. Yeah. Anyway, I would anyway. love to see somebody so do bad. it right. I feel like with the subject matter of a game like Mirror's Edge, they have a chance to get it. I agree. I, I, I mean, yeah. it, I have zero faith. God, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. that. I did not mean that. <laughs> that was good. Zero faith. Don't clap for me. I don't deserve any of that. Um, I, <laughs> I don't want to say that I like don't think that video game movies can be good. Like right now, but none of them have been really that I've seen. But I don't want to rule it Mortal out. Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that's in the top five. The top five's like number one. I think Assassin's it, Creed it looks is. pretty good. Yeah, yeah uh, we thought Warcraft. Oh, that, that was my point I never oh, thought no. Warcraft would Asa- be good. Assassin's Creed is the that is my final. Like that is the one the, lost I, the one I actually have faith in because of the director and because of the cast. Yep. I want to say because of the source material, right? I think if you have, why would you ever make the, Warcraft the, into a movie? To me, that doesn't make any the sense. The trailer was rough. Oh, I Assassin's love the, I really trailer. Like the trailer. Really, I adored yeah. the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer looks like they've figured out how they're going to adapt it into a movie and do yeah, the it. The guy smartly. who made Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good. So I think. Yeah, if you have the right source material, making Angry Birds and Warcraft and fighting games into movies doesn't make sense. Like, did anybody watch the Ratchet and Clank movie? Yeah, yes. I reviewed it. It was but very bad. We, we didn't. Oh, really? I mean, it wasn't good. That, and that, and but, that, they even cheated by it. That was a cartoon. Yeah. Like, they couldn't yeah. even <laughs> strip cutscenes from the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I didn't think that it was terrible, but it was not... I think alongside good. the game, the game is a much better movie than the movie. Absolutely, it's, yes. Yeah. Uh, what about Prince? Ouch. Sorry. I'll stop does that make sense? It no, does. it's fine. Um, so I, I don't, and I don't think that Mary's Edge is a good source material. I think Assassin's Creed is a great source material to turn into a movie. Also, like, just, it makes sense. I've just watched budget. Run Lola Run. Yeah. Came out in the 90s. I mean, Uncharted girl makes runs sense. A bunch. Uncharted basically is Indiana Jones. Like, that makes sense. That's why Tomb Raider movies are all right. Like, because that translates really well. Mary's Edge doesn't. Yeah, so how I, do wait. You... That was, I started off as a joke. Actually, just go watch Run Lola Run, because that's a movie about a girl with cool hair who's running all the time, and she keeps dying every 15 minutes and restarting her day. And that's just a video Wait, game. really? Yeah. That sounds rad. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good huh. movie. It's well, well, never mind. Okay, Mary's Edge will work then. Okay. No. <laughs> that wasn't so my we'll point. See. I mean, <laughs> we don't even know if this is going to make it to air. We don't know what network. Yeah, it's amazing you know, it's how so... much we just argued about things. Yeah, because there's also... <laughs> hey, remember <laughs> the, uh, the Halo movie that Neil Blomkamp and Peter Jackson were working on? Remember the Bioshock movie that Grover by Alex Garland? Yeah, exactly. That's a really good script. Really makes sense Dude, that script is really good. What, Which the one? Halo movie? Yeah. Really? But written by the guy who wrote 28 Days Ex Later. Machina. You have the Halo movie script? Oh my god, I love it. I never read it. Yeah, I got a big feature about it. One up. Bioshock would totally be good. Yeah, but I'm just saying all these movies have been in development hell for like the better part of a decade. Uncharted, like Seth yeah. Rogen was attached to Uncharted at one point. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not the only one who could do impressions a lot. chickens. <laughs> you just going to stand there like a lemon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's that one trader who sells you candy and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, Twaida. I haven't played the first Fable in like a it's decade, so you keep making these references, and I'm like, I don't remember. All those references like remind me of all the hours I spent in that world, and like, oh, dude, killing seriously. everybody. I'm just like, oh man, those games were fantastic. So good. Fable reboot, Phil, to make it happen. Yeah. Rare LTD. Once the summer gets slow, let's play that for the channel. 
Yeah, yes. first fable. A yeah, fable we're gonna TV s- show. We're no, gonna I'm start kidding. that after E three, by the way. Because we got to do uh, also Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect. We have yeah. to do Blinks. We have to do Blinks. Mass Effect. I still have to fable do Fable One. I still have to do Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a god. little lower on the priority <laughs> list, I'd say. But you should review Duck Dynasty on the channel. Okay, you should do that. do that. Finally, put that to bed. Yeah, but just like do a really casual like to camera thing that I'll like edit on IMDb <laughs> and we'll just chuck on the channel. Oh, <laughs> such a good idea. All right. <laughs> yes. YouTube.com slash IGN ladies and gentlemen. Marty's finally going to review Duck Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Three years in the making. <laughs> uh, plan your holiday accordingly if you are fired up about big-time shooters. Two big first-person shooters are coming within three weeks of each other, and that doesn't even include the inevitable... Actually, Call of Duty confirmed their date, right? November 4th, I mm-hmm. think it is? Yeah. So at a... Bank of America Merrill Lynch Global Technology Conference. The CFO of EA, a gentleman by the name of Blake Jorgensen, said, uh, quote, Titanfall 2 is planned to launch roughly three weeks from Battlefield 1. Now, we don't know if that's before or after, but either way... Seems like after. Probably after. Mm-hmm. Three weeks is a pretty good amount of time. If, yeah, he probably would have phrased it differently if it were before, yeah. I would suspect, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a little surprising to me. I mean, EA is sitting on two of the biggest shooters this holiday, mm-hmm. two of the biggest games, mm-hmm. period, this holiday in the form of Battlefield 1, which isn't it now, does, isn't it the most liked trailer? Video game trailer in YouTube history? It, right. Like- I mean, but that just has to be a parody because of Call of Duty. I mean, that was part that's of it, for sure. But nevertheless, the, you know, the, there is... It's a really good trailer. Right, mm-hmm. and there's serious interest in Battlefield. It's, it's going to be a big game this yeah. year. We actually think- did get a comment on the YouTube channel where people were like, oh, sp- one person was like, do they really care about this game? Why do you like it? Or are they just pretending to because they think other people will like it? Ba- I'm super interested in yeah, Battlefield it's cool looking. Yeah. The Battlefield fan base is way more vocal than the Call of Duty fan base. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah they, they are very It's a different kind of audience. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then Titanfall 2, that's, if I were to name three games I'm most excited for this fall, that's in, it's in the top mm-hmm. three. That's in there. This is the first year in a really long time that there's been two shooters that are coming out apparently within three weeks of each other, that I intend to play both of. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Infinite Warfare in mm-hmm. there as well, yeah. uh, in yeah. that, same, that same window. We were talking about franchise fatigue before, and that's like what happened with Call of Duty. That's why Assassin's Creed has taken a break. I wonder if Call Well, of Duty but I'm just saying, that. you know, it's, there's going to be a lot of first-person shooter action in a very short amount of time mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for those of us with, with wallets that are wobbly in the knees. They're like, oh, help me. <laughs> yeah. Help me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's strange that he would even give that quote, but I guess we're going to get the proper date at E3. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. so I don't know what this kind of thing is, but I guess that a, this might be for investors. Yeah. It's some, clearly a bunch of suits. We're at yeah. a, we're at a, a so suit I can, fest. I can imagine that being like an investment thing. Like this yeah, is our I mean, plan. Invest said it's in our game. Q4. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine it's going to launch probably the week or two before Thanksgiving. And their business suits, drinking champagne, cheersing, yeah, mm. talking I, about games. That's what I do out. every night. So Battlefield 1 I've is seen it. October 21st. This means, yeah, Titanfall 2 is in the middle of November. What else is in the middle of November? Well, tons of stuff. Usually Microsoft puts yeah. slots something. Because Gears yeah. is the beginning of October. Yeah. Uh, September through November is nightmare October time for reviewers. Is it that so, early or yeah. was it like mid-October? Mm-hmm. I'm funny, blanking out it's now. It's Max's birthday in November and he was planning to like invite a bunch of people to go away for his birthday and then it was like, oh, it's November. It's review season. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. be All my friends are in the games industry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and then December it's like dead. Yeah. yeah, and January usually is too and it's getting better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always look at November like I'm. God damn. I'm and now so August sorry. is No Man's Sky too. So yeah, like that starts delay. No Man's Sky two is coming out. Also, it's going straight <laughs> so, to the Yeah, if you are, if you are, uh, if you have both Battlefield One and Titanfall Two on your calendar on your wish list, you've got three weeks to plow through the Battlefield campaign and get good at multiplayer before Titanfall I mean, Two comes out. Practice up using with Overwatch. its campaign mm-hmm. and multiplayer. Play yeah. yeah, I mean that's every. I feel like every September, October, November is you have one week to consume this game, and now it is on to the next video game, pretty much. Jeez. Like the I mean, I think that Independence Day aliens. Yes. Both yeah. these games should have a, a lot of long, longevity. They the should EA hopes so. Really yeah. I mean, assuming yeah. they're good. Yeah, assuming they're good. Yes. All right, that's it. Uh, let's talk about things we can spend money on, Alana. Marketplace report. I feel like I should do like a cool intro song for that. No. Marketplace let's... report. <laughs> that was a cool song. Thank you. That was it. Yeah. Oh, that was a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, uh, retail, we have One Piece Burning Blood and Dead Island, the definitive collection for $40. F off. Another, another $40 backwards compatible. It's actually a major improvement. With Brian? It looks very good. Yeah, it's the two Dead Island games, and it's this retro 8-bit endless runner thing. Are they still Jack broken Black. as hell? We Dead have Island a graphics comparison broken. up on IGN. Uh, the definitive collection, like this Dead Island upgrade, it's a major upgrade. Like, it looks much, much better, at mm-hmm. least. So. Well, that one's $40. Too soon. <laughs> Digitally, we have... Oh, yeah, I wrote down a couple. Oh, pornography, XXX. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that, or, is that or actually the, the name Vin of it? No. <laughs> BMXXXX is, is coming back. That's right. Frogger. What do you got? Uh, Fragments of Him, Close. which is a Marty Sleeve joint. Yep. He didn't make it, but it's totally up his alley. It might have. Simulator? It's a second-person narrative walking simulator, basically, mm-hmm. where you're – apparently you examine the lives of – you walk alongside a uh, – a, this young guy on on the day he dies, and you sounds interesting. F- sort of are just with him as he dies. Yeah, pretty much. It's a Marty ass video game, right? It's there. a Marty ass no. Marty game. Did you play that Dragon Cancer? Because it's ten bucks. Yes. The same thing. Yeah, I still did. You cry? I still need to do that. No. Yeah, I, I need to play that. Too. It was very broken, but I thought it was. Yeah, Maybe it was we should. Game. You and I should do that together, and we can that just Dragon weep. Cancer? We can just weep together. That sounds like a good bonding moment. Bring <laughs> <laughs> Maggie. Yeah, we might. We'll need. Her. Okay, Maggie's gonna ruin it because like the kid's crack. gonna be dying and she's gonna fart. That's true. <laughs> then Alana will be like, "Ugh." It as as would anybody. Yep. <laughs> and then she'll do a fable impression. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, something called turn <laughs> on. Ryan will do his Beavis impression. <laughs> Butthead. Oh, sorry. You gotta, wow, but you're right. Justin, wow. yes, how long have you been on this show? <laughs> uh, uh, are you like are? dying of cancer right now or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what this game Damn is about? <laughs> Uh, on the marketplace, June games with gold. We have Goat Simulator on Xbox One, uh, which I still haven't played, and Super Meat Boy on 360, which is excellent. All I month long, both of those. Free. We have The Crew on Xbox One from June 16 to July 15, and XCOM Enemy Unknown from June 16. Good games, killer lineup. More good games. That is a good lineup. Yeah. Fantastic. Be right back with trivia right after this. All right, let's finish strong with Unlock Block Trivia. Comes to us this week from Andrew Bond, who wins himself a copy of a video game. Everybody's going to mark their answers now. This is a good one. I knew this one because I've seen this movie and remember this. I think I, I remember it, too. This is a pretty good try. And we were just arguing about the movie itself, actually. Before I know our... it, so everybody's going to get it. That's how it's been going. <laughs> uh, let me pull up the scoreboard it. while we wait. But Andrew Bond 
sent in this question about, remember the movie Grandma's Boy? Yes. I do. I do. There was a sort of, uh, you know, mock version of John Carmack in it. Uh, there was all sorts of weird stuff going on in this movie. But it is about a basically a, vi- a video game developer. I think the reason I don't like Grandma's Boy is because numerous people I've met when I tell them I write for a video game website, they're like, is it like Grandma's Boy? I'm I've like, literally never heard yes. that. Oh, my God. I've numerous <laughs> people yes have to told people. people. No, I don't want to say yes to it's, them. It's, it's really like, funny yeah, that's you... what it's like. They're going to believe it anyway, even if you tell them what it's really like. That's true. Yeah. Uh, prior to this job, I was my official title was Video Game Reviewer for two years. And people would be like, oh, what games? And it'd be like, everything. And they're like, how does that work? They're different companies. I'm like, I don't work for the company yep. that makes the games and then review it for that company. That like, like, doesn't exist. That's called a mock review. For people. It's, it's not like public. very difficult. All right. Anyway. So in the movie Grandma's Boy, writes Andrew Bond, there was a game that ended up being developed in the movie, but then it was a real game uh, developed by Terminal Reality. Uh, makers of uh, time splitters. No, can we, can we guess? Radical. I know. No, no. Can the, we guess for bonus points? The redheaded <laughs> female protagonist, third-person action game. What? Oh, Blood Rain. Thank you, Blood Rain. Anyway, so uh, the game that was used in this in in Grandma's Boy was a real game developed by Terminal Reality, and it was going to be published by Majesco for the 360, and it was shown at E3 2005. The game was canceled before it could come out. Uh, but what was the name of this game? Was it called Nightmare, Entity, Demonic, or Bale's Keep? Do you guys remember? Everybody's marked their answer. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was Demonic. Yeah, I wrote Demonic as well. We I all s- did. I weirdly yeah. kind of remember that. You all I did, and I you did are, too. and uh, as what I have, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that means. We're all correct. Yay! Uh, yep. I mean, uh, yay? Nobody yeah. gains any. <laughs> Destin, I like that Destin's upset because he doesn't gain any ground I mean, we're just killing more of Mitch, really. Like, oh, yes. look. I'm still too behind. Uh, aren't you... I'm beating Mitch. You're beating Mitch now. R.I.P. Dude, that's legit. He's buried forever. <gasps> Wait, did you give Alana a point? I did. Yeah, she was from three to four. She's hanging right in there. What about Jose? Just kidding. Jose's got one. Larry Herb won. Uh, Steve Gaynor's still at zero. zero. Yeah. Mitch yeah. has six. Sorry, Steve. Destin has seven. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember... I haven't seen that movie in a super long time, but I remember, like, I think I even in that movie liked the sound design of it or something. Like... There's something about it, the way that it sounded, that seemed fun. There were a few... I don't remember. Wait, the game or the movie? The game. Oh, the yeah. game looked oh. so dumb. It was starting like the most garish, dumb demon thing, and his name was probably Dominic or Demonic, did, whatever the hell that word is. Terminal? Dominic the Demonic. <laughs> did Terminal Reality name? also make the Ghostbusters game? Was that them? I think you are correct. Yeah. I believe I think they they're did, Texas which, based. which was really good. Yeah. The Ghostbusters game was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I did a Let's Play of that with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, never mind. No. Uh, Back when... I don't remember why the hell I did, but it was sort of recent for some reason, like a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. I used to live in Louisville, and they were literally down the block from my apartment, and they did the Ghostbusters game. Where is that? Texas. Louisville, Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with Texas. Off the corporate drive exit, off of the highway. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. They were, like, right there. Uh, if you want to win an Xbox video game, send us your Xbox trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. And send it to unlocked at IGN.com. Can we go now? Yes, yeah, please. Subscribe to IGN Prime if you do not already. It helps us stay paid, employed, and podcasting. Oh, the three Ps? 
Close enough. Mm-hmm. Pemployed? <laughs> yeah, we're also uh, like kind of toying with the idea of, don't know if it'll happen, but like doing what? stuff behind. We are? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if this has been discussed in an official capacity, this but it's been first like, time here. <laughs> people it. have like vaguely spoken about like having uh, the uncensored episodes up, so like not bleeping swears behind Prime. Which or, isn't that I much of a that problem a in this one, Marty, but it's more of a problem yeah. with Beyond. Yeah, a couple of people have said those, it. Those, yeah, we those don't really swear in here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. Did France Point is, it? Prime's great. No. <laughs> anyway, IGN.com yeah. slash Prime, 30 bucks gets you a year of ad-free IGN, mm-hmm. plus some free games. And the nebulous possibility of cusses. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. It's first Maybe time here. <laughs> And uh, you should yeah. also check us out on YouTube. Uh, we reply to comments on there, so you can chat to us about stuff. But nowhere else. Whoa, just kidding. No, oh, I'm in the Unlocked Facebook group, so you can go to YouTube.com/slash/IGNUnlocked mm-hmm. or Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/podcastsunlocked. We respond to everything. We respond to everything. Yeah, that's well, a big call. I'd yeah. say that we check out the comments. On multiple platforms. Yes. Yeah. Subscribe yeah. to yeah. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, I think where we just hit nine thousand or just about oh, let's, to hit yeah, nine thousand. Yeah, let's get to ten for sure. Yeah. Nice. YouTube.com slash ign unlocked. Let's beat uh, those filthy beyond dogs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's you. I, that's her too. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, let's uh, plug ourselves at DMC underscore Ryan on Twitter is me. This shirt and others are on a link. Uh, you can get a. Your own on the link on my page. Destin. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Destin Legary, and I'm releasing a video called uh, IGN Reacts to the Conjuring 2 VR trailer. Mm. Uh, It was really fun. I threw it together really quickly, and uh, it actually turned out much better than I anticipated. So check that out. It was fun to edit and shoot and everything. Nice. Uh, Oh, by the way, yeah, big, big IGN first launching on Monday. Super stoked about this one. Sweet. This month was sort of an E3 countdown. We did a game a week. I guess kind of quietly, I should have made maybe a little more noise about it, but uh, a lot of you saw the Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 15 stuff. Yeah. We also did Last Guardian, mm-hmm. which obviously not an Xbox game, but talk about a morbid curiosity. Yep. Like, what's been going on with that for 10 years? We got yeah. to play it. Hmm. Uh, so there's coverage for that. And then it was a Lego Star Wars yeah. Episode 7. Eight I'm minutes of so really cool footage. Game. I'm reviewing that, actually, yeah, at the end of this month. I was shocked at how incredibly good it looks. It's so yeah. pretty. Like, it's... I mean, you know, you. my memories of the Lego games are from 360, but, and like, oh, they look fine. Oh, you know, man, they're... they're yeah. But, so like, it, look, it yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. Like, it I basically... I uh, Lego Marvel's Avengers at yeah. the start of the year, and some of the environments, despite having Lego in them, like, the snow in that looked like actual snow. Right, yeah. And the lighting's insane, mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous. like, it pretty much looks like the Lego movie in a, yeah. a, a in video game Yeah, that's form. super yeah. pretty. So, um, check all that stuff out. I am at Charlanazad on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, and today I published my preview of Skylanders Superchart. Uh, no, that's the last one. Skylanders Imaginators, which is the new Skylanders game, uh, which keeps making me think of a cross between like Gauntlet slash Diablo and Pokemon. Um, I really like it. You can check that out. Uh, I'm also going to be flying to Australia for a convention on July 2nd. If you want to come see me there, it's called Haven. Uh, come hang out. I'm at McBiggity. That's All it. right, good chat. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> see you <laughs> next time. That's it? Hold on. I'm just one last cast oh, member to sign should. off. Come here. Well, what about Maggie? Come here. What about Dog History Month? <laughs> Is there a Dog History Month? No. Hmm. I think it's just <sighs> inbreeding. And- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Note self. I can't use that mic ever again. <laughs> uh, you got anything to say, say Mags? You're a, you're a quiet dog. 
She, no. I like how she doesn't look uncomfortable. She just looks very interested. You're like, what is all of this? Yeah, has her foot explain? up on the... Also, You'll... can I eat it? You'll want to watch the video episode. <laughs> <laughs> if... There's a dog here. Yeah. No. She, no. She doesn't know that one. She, she, no. She's very yeah. cute. Walks softly, you. carries right. a big stick. All right. You don't like this. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Next week, E3 Predictions episode, the one you've all been waiting for. Uh, that's it. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.